Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. All right, today's show uh, will not be completely about Kobe, but it's obviously going to be the dominant story of the morning. Uh, Massive tragedy, huge loss, 41 years old, way too young. We're going to end up talking about the sports aspect of this at multiple levels with people who knew him better than we did. Uh, Pace Mannion is going to join us later in the show. Uh, Pace played in Italy for a decade. Uh, Kobe's Bryant, Kobe Bryant's dad played over there. Uh, Pace and Kobe both speak Italian, cross paths. Uh, we got that story. Larry the Lakers is going to join us later in the show. Uh, he moves in elite L.A. circles and can certainly speak to how L.A.'s reacting to this. I think that... When you're a star athlete and you play your entire career with one team at a Hall of Fame level, uh, you really you really bond, and it it's it's different. You know, you you can say it's not real because um, a lot of people who root for an athlete never even meet him. Uh, but on some level, it is real. You know, if it's I guess if it's real in your mind, then it's real. Uh, you know, Tony Gwynn died of cancer in San Diego. Obviously, I'm a Padre fan. Uh, he meant a lot to the city. Now, you kind of knew it was coming with cancer. It's a little different deal and not as sudden as this was with Kobe. Um, You can go back, uh, Roberto Clemente with the Pirates years ago. If you know people from Pittsburgh, they'll tell you about that. He played his whole career there. Um, Just a a real bond with the city. So, huge loss, but really, you got to get to the human level, though, because this is a family just torn apart. You know, these are... You know, a 17-year-old sister who's not going to see her 13-year-old sister again, you know. It's uh, it's a one-and-three-year-old kid. I think that those are the age of his two youngest daughters who are either going to have no or next, maybe in the three, case of a three-year-old, only faint, fuzzy memories of dad. Um, you know, for Vanessa Bryant, man, everything changes permanently. It's on to the next act, and it's horrible. Uh, you know, some of you have probably been through it, and, you know, it's a total downer. Uh, you know, the athletic perspective, obviously, Kobe with a heck of a legacy. And you could really see it in the players, the younger NBA players who were playing yesterday who didn't know him, who just worshipped him as a fan. Uh, the older players, like Tyson Chandler, just crying there. You know, the older players who do have a relationship with him. Doc Rivers, uh, you know, could barely speak. Jerry West said the only thing he could compare it to, a longtime Laker GM who drafted Kobe or traded for Kobe on draft day, said the only thing he compared to was losing a brother in Korea. Um, you know, horrific. Uh, so we're going to talk to some people who know him. David Locke's going to join us later in the show. Um, uh, uh, Michael Smith, who uh, was Clipper broadcaster for a long time in L.A., uh, you know, can speak to Kobe's impact. He's going to join us at 9 o'clock. We'll get to all of that coming up. Uh, there are a couple other things to get to from this weekend. Uh, the Jazz with a good win, really entertaining game with the Dallas Mavericks. And the Jazz played very well. They only led that game for a minute and 19 seconds. But they let it at the end, and that's the important thing. So we'll get to the best of the post-game show coming up next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. The Utah Jazz play the Houston Rockets tonight. Now, Westbrook is... Uh, 
according to Mike D'Antoni, not going to play tonight. And Harden is listed as doubtful. So, I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't look like an elite-level Rocket team coming our way, but we'll have to see what the lineup really looks like at 10 after 7 tonight when they go out there for the tip-off. Uh, right now, though, let's look back to that win over Dallas on Saturday. Great game. Good win for the Jazz. A lot of guys played well. Rudy Gobert had an awesome dunk at the end. Let's get to the best of the Jazz postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What a game for the Utah Jazz. They beat the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday afternoon, 112-107. And what a performance from Rudy Gobert. 22 points, 17 rebounds, 5 block shots, including a monster one down the stretch against DeLon Wright to help the Jazz put this one away. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had 25 points on Saturday. Saturday, uh, Bogdanovich with 23, Royce O'Neal with 12. Let's get you some post-game sound uh, after the Jazz big win. Let's start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Yeah, I thought, you know, they're a unique team offensively, and particularly in the first half, the floor's so open, and when they drive you, you know, there's such a tendency to pull in and help, and that's when they really both punish you from the three-point line and with slashers and, and offensive rebounds, and I thought it took us a while to, to get more discipline in those situations. Um, you know, and our defense improved as the game went on, and I thought that was the difference. Sure. <clears throat> I know you, you've seen games like this from Rudy, but how important was it tonight? I mean, I know that there was other guys that were struggling for those through the first half, yeah. especially. Yeah, I thought he kept us in the game in the first half. Um, and, you know, there was a timeout when you know, our whole team was talking about defending. You know, we were, I was talking about a couple of nuances defensively, and they shut me up and started talking about guarding. So that was good. That was like, you're right. So, and Rudy was at the, at the, the center of that. Um, no pun intended, but that's what he did. And, and then I thought everybody raised their level to his level on the defensive end in the second half. And, you know, we had some guys opportunistically um, make some plays on offense. Can you elaborate a little bit? Like, what specifically kind of ch- changed defensively as the game went on? What did what did, were you able to start doing? Well, that, ag- against the, you know, off of obviously the best offensive team in the league, there, there's going to be, you know, you're going to have some breakdowns. Um, we had a couple breakdowns on a specific play that um, they're very good. Even if you guard it, you know, quote unquote correctly, you know, they can score on it. Um, but I thought our focus got better. Not not just making defense matter. I think it did matter. Um, but there's different things that matter each game. And you know, their shooting and you know their 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 ability to drive the ball um, makes it difficult because the floor is so open that it's it's hard it's hard to help. And if you help, um, you know that's when they they get looks from three and they get offensive rebounds. So um, I thought we just we settled in a little bit and. Kind of with, with you know a commitment. We were committed, and I thought our, our our mental toughness got stronger throughout the game on the defensive end. There you go. That's Jazz coach Quinn Snyder and his team's win over the Dallas Mavericks, one twelve to one oh seven. Let's now get some sound from the locker room. Let's start things off with Donovan Mitchell, who had twenty five points on nine of twenty five shooting, but was terrific down the stretch. Eleven of those twenty five points coming in the fourth quarter, and had a real clutch assist to Royce O'Neal in the corner to put things away as well. Here's Donovan Mitchell. You see there. Um, you know, we we handled our business. You know, I think at the end of the day, we showed a lot of composure. You know, we knew what we wanted to 
get to. Bojan stepped up big time, you know, starting the fourth. Um, myself coming in, Rudy obviously holding it down on the defensive end, and then Royce in the big shot in the corner. Like, you know, we all did every little thing. You know, we boxed out, we rebound. You know, I think we did everything that we needed to do to win that game, and that's, that's how you win tough games. That's how you win tough games against tough teams. And when, you know, at the end of the day, we got a bunch more coming up, but it's a really happy way we played. We know what Rudy does day in and day out, but that first half really carried you guys and then in the second mm-hmm. half as well. What can you say about just what he brought tonight? Yeah, he, he brought it all. You know, obviously we wasn't perfect, you know, but we, we, we did things and he makes up cleans up a lot of our mistakes. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes, you know, I think and that's the biggest thing, just staying with it, pushing through and he's a guy that you know when we make mistakes we realize that he can he can be down there for us, you know, and shouts out to Tony Bradley too, you know, I think his impact as well. And Rudy said it when he first came out in here, like Tony played, you know, really well, you know, in sense, and it's tough, you know, coming in and guarding Chris Stapps and having to switch from a popping big to a rolling big. Um, obviously, Rudy used to that, but, but Tony did his thing as well. But, you know, what can you say? You know, at the end of the game, you know, you, we, Rudy can play one through five. You know, we can go <laughs> one through five, you know. Um, I didn't, honestly, I didn't see the block because I was face guarding my man, but I saw the replay and it was impressive. You know, it was impressive. And I'm convinced he let the guys lay it up at the beginning of the game so he could block it late. That's my <laughs> new theory. That's my new theory. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he, he's, um, He's an all-star, you know, and I think that's like to that show it. How much was the trust you guys have built in the earlier months a prerequisite to play like that tonight when the money was on the table? Yeah, I, mean, I think we, we was just trials and tribulation. You know, we've we've played games like this and lost. You know, we've played games like this and, and won barely, but we, we we have more that we can still do. There was time we had a few mishaps, you know, especially in the first half, but now it's like, you know, we're winning games because we're executing on both ends. We're communicating. We understand, you know, the language. You know, that's kind of a lot of it coming into a new team, especially Mike and, and Bojan, guys who are coming in late uh, coming in new this year like understanding like you know like you know what it is on the defensive end what it is on the offensive end and we came in and we really didn't have a moment where we were confused you know I think that's just an instinct taking over you know knowing who to get the ball to you know knowing where to go with it knowing where to switch on defense and I think that just shows to our, our chemistry and it's and there's more we can do it's another level we can reach for sure what changed for you guys defensively as the game looked? Um, I think we just guarded their sets right you know I think at the end of the day you know, they got open looks. We stopped. We didn't really rebound. You know, I think we missed a few box outs, a lot of box outs, actually. And I think we knew coming into the game, they, it wasn't just one guy. It was a collective group that they were going to go to the boards. But, you know, sometimes it takes a half, you know, and sometimes, excuse me, like I said, it can't be perfect, you know. But at the end of the day, we did it when it counted, and um, we stepped up. I think you kind of struggled, uh, sorry, you kind of struggled offensively with their defensive pressure mm-hmm. in the first half. How did that kind of evolve? Uh, I think, you know, just learning to pick my spots, you know, it's like I, like I said, it can't be perfect, but, you know, I think they did, a good, they did a good job in the first half, and then at the end I started to figure out, you know, second half I started to figure out how to go attacking, how to uh, get switches and how to find guys, and like, like I said, Royce was wide open in the corner, and there some shots you wish you could have back, some shots where you wish you kind of get fouled, but, you know, at the end it's a, it's a learning process, and, you know, at the end of the day, just trying to make the right play as much as I can. Me specifically or the team? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn, that's tough. <laughs> um, no, I think just you know, just being relaxed. You know, at the end of the day, um, I've been here before. You know, like you said, I can remember a few games where I've missed a free throw: Milwaukee, uh, Philly, 
um, and then um, or OKC last year. Uh, I can remember all of them. You know, at the end of the day, you know, just focusing in on one thing. You know, the mind tends to wander. You know, in, in moments like that, but you know, to a point where you just kind of just slow things down and just understand it's just a free throw. It's the same free throw you shoot in practice facility. It's the same free throw you shoot there. It's just the only difference is it's the moment. You know, and I think that's that's just been my thing. Just calm myself down and just making the right play and making making shots when they count. Just a change in shoes. process when you're making plays for yourself and a teammate. Sorry, what you say? No, no, just just got the mental process when you're making a play for a teammate or yourself and sometimes pushing the envelope like you did in the early fourth. Yeah. But made the big play. Um, I think, you know, understanding, it goes in the first half, understanding how they're going to guard it, you know, understanding, this comes from watching film, watching tendencies and understanding who you can attack and who's going to be open when you do attack. And I think that's just how I've approached late game, you know, and I think having Boyan and Joe and Royce guys who knock down shots and then obviously have Rudy putting pressure on the rim and they have to make a decision, you know, at the end when it passed to Royce, you know, you don't notice it, but Rudy being Rudy and catching lobs, like, that, guy, that has the guy has to come over and shift and help. That opens up Royce for three. So it's kind of like a pick your poison, and it makes my job a lot easier. You know, I think that's that's the that's the big thing, just being able to slow it down in my in my mind. Did the change of shoes give you a fresh start? Just there? needed a grip. You know, I've been wearing those shoes for a while, um, since like January fourth. <laughs> um, so um, I just needed a new change and just go out there and play. All right, thanks, Donovan. Thank you. Guys, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. That was Donovan Mitchell. Let's now let you hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. 23 points on 6 of 16 shooting. He was a perfect 7 of 7 at the line and had this to say after the game. <laughs> There's not much to say about Rudy. Like every every single game, he's um, he's game changer for us. So after all the media knows how big how big he is for us. He is even playing on, on MVP level right now, not more defensive player of the year. Passes, he's bringing the ball up on a third quarter, finding finding joy in the corner. So huge, huge for us. Not much, not much to say. What was your view of his block in late in that game? I mean, we know how, how good he is, so we didn't want to help from, from, from perimeter. They heard us they heard us a couple times, we know that he can he can handle that and, and, and again one Great block, and then he got a he got a big rebound as well. Multiple times down the stretch, you guys get close, and then Dallas pulls away. You get close, Dallas pulls away. What's the message you guys tell yourselves to not get down when, when that happens? I think beside uh, the first quarter when they scored 35 or more points, we, we did a pretty pretty good job defensively. They kind of surprised us with a. Porzingis popping and then uh, back screen that that they play a little little stuck, but like I said, we did a great job, great job defensively, and we we knew how how good they are. They will have their stretch, but we we execute great both offensively and defensively in the last last three minutes. What changed for you guys defensively in that you were able to kind of keep them from getting downhill and, and negating that? We kind of even change uh, change lineup, change change matchup. So we put Joe and, and, and me or Porzingis, Rudy on on on, on Finley Smith. So, but uh, but was again was 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 team defense Rudy with uh, with that block that we knew that he he gonna get it and nothing. Just just another great great defensive game from from our side. Did you have people back home who were able to watch more that maybe? Aren't able to watch the later later at night games or? Oh yeah, today was like a prime time game for the for the Europe as well and, and and all all around the world. So of course that I had a family and friends watching over over there. Back What's home. that like for you? I mean, the, the opportunity for, for fans in Europe to be able to watch, have games more accessible. It's great for for all fans and, and the kids to to watch an NBA games. For me, nothing changed. I'm I'm long long time in this business, so not, not much. 
you guys had a lot of kind of isolation-based possessions for a while before you kind of uh, got into a rhythm moving the ball again. What changed? What got you guys back to doing that? I think that, that we are playing our best basketball when we are moving moving the ball when we are playing for the, for each other of course and end of the game that we're going to try to find find matchup and, and, and attack certain certain players but uh, but like i said when we move the ball we are we are unstoppable what changed for you after you got off to a slow start before you seen those baskets go in for you but they didn't go in until later I mean, not much. I was I was aggressive for for whole game. I missed couple couple layup, layups, and then on 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 a, ter- on a last quarter, actually, Mike Mike involved me with a with a three that I have from from top of the key, and and and, and I started uh, I started play way better. Does kind of bench help with uh, Conley and Clarkson coming off to help out later in the stretch? Amazing. I think that that was the that was their game. Honestly, like we were down like both both first and, and third quarter and bench give us enormous en- energy from uh, from their part like we, we are so deep so so no matter who is on a, who is on the floor we are giving everything that, that we have just talking about uh, you guys head to Houston now we saw Russ put up 40 something points uh, what does he provide to that team we know how how good they are how how big numbers they can they can put both Harden and, and, and Westbrook, but there's not nothing changed in, in our mindset. We'll be we'll be ready. Crowd was was amazing when, once a game tonight, so I hope they're gonna be they're gonna be ready as well for uh, for Houston. Guys, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's go back to you. There's Boyan Bogdanovich who said a couple of interesting things. One, he thinks Rudy Gobert should start being considered for the MVP as opposed to just Defensive Player of the Year, and certainly uh, Saturday was a case for that, no doubt about it. But he also said when they move that ball, they are unstoppable. Let's wrap things up now with uh, the star of the night, Rudy Gobert. He just trying to recover. Uh, I saw him go up with the ball, and I'm trying to make a play at the last, at the last moment. Just in terms of, of your overall impact, um, I guess. I guess. Is there anything more you could have given this team today? I mean, I think it's we did a great job as a team. You know, they played. They played a very good game. We we made a lot of mistakes, especially early. I think that that gave them a lot of confidence. But uh, as the game went on, we 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 got to focus back on, and we're about to just be sharper offensively and, and defensively and we got the stops and the buckets we needed. They make you make so many decisions on the defensive end when you take from how do you, how do you I was guarding point guards, yeah. uh, shooting fives and <laughs> pretty much everything tonight so it was pretty fun. How do you know when to switch and when not? I mean I think the, the main thing we, we don't want to give up is the layups you know and uh, we know Luca is always looking for these shooters in the corner so just, just tell the guys to stay home and and then if you have to black and then you got Luca one one and we think it's at the end it's better than you know just give up one open threes or, or layups to Luca. What was it like guarding Luca one on one? I mean it's kinda I would say it's kinda fun because he's a very good player and uh, he can do pretty much do it all. You know, drive or he had a step back, he can draw fouls too. He tried to get me with that little pass fake, but I told him not this year. <laughs> uh, but I uh, know he's, he's such a great player. You know, you, I mean, I just I get excited for those kind of games because you know it's. Uh, I know that I'm gonna end up guarding him a few times, and 
it's always fun to do so. What does that mean to you for, for people in Europe to be able to, to watch the game in the earlier time? Uh, it means a lot. You know, I think it's it's great for the game and it's great to, you know, we got so many kids and so many also adults that love the game of basketball in Europe and that are not able to watch the games at 3 in the morning. So tonight was like 11 p.m. So the, my family and a lot of my friends were able to watch it. I know you guys were looking at this game as a test against a play, a really good team. Uh, how, I guess, how do you evaluate how you did that against that Like I said, we think we, we can do a lot better, but uh, I'm proud of the way we we stay poised throughout the game because we're down the whole game and uh, we stay poised and we stay together. And uh, as the game went on, like I said, we, we were able to get the key stops and and the key buckets when we needed them. How do you feel that everybody chanting your name there down the strip? It's amazing, you know, I think the, the, the crowd uh, really lifted us today. You know, uh, I felt like the energy was uh, almost like a playoff atmosphere and uh, it was just great to get the win. When we were talking to Boyan, he said, it's enough talking about Rudy for DPOY, it's time to start talking about him for MVP. What do you think when you hear that from your teammates? I appreciate it. You know, I think uh, I think for me, it's just winning. That's the number one thing. That's how can I have my my team win? And you know, all the I mean, DPOY is great. You know, it's 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 it's, uh, it's in the world. It's a hardware. You know, it's great for the legacy MVP too. But at the end of the day, winning winning a championship and winning, I think, brings all that. You know, and. We win because we play well as a team. You know, I, I, I'm not able to do what I do if, uh, let's say, if Royce doesn't hit that shot, maybe we lose the game tonight. Or if, I don't know, uh, Joe doesn't get that, the rebound before, maybe we don't get a chance to win. So it's, it's a team effort, and, uh, you know, we, we're only winning because we're doing it together. I mean, it feels like, you know, we. Like I said, we're really playing well, making the right decisions, and we got so many weapons on this team that it's, it makes it hard. It makes it hard for the defense to guard us. Rudy, because was there a specific moment when you decided that you needed to be a better perimeter defender, and how did you do that? Uh, there was, there, you know, I feel like uh, there's always room to get better. Um, you know, as a as a player, you wanna you you listen to the what people say. Uh, you know, people always have something to say to. You know, kind of like negate what you do for your team. So you know, it's it was a key. You know, two years ago after the the, the playoff series, we we felt like a, I felt like a, I could get a lot better doing that. And you know, the, the last year I, I felt like I, I did a great job guarding, you know, shooting bigs and popping bigs. And uh, this year I feel like I'm even better, especially switching up on, on guards. You know, and. Uh, trying to make them hit the toughest shot possible. That's Rudy Gobert, who is unbelievable. 22 points, 17 rebounds, 5 block shots. What a win for the Jazz. They beat the Mavericks or 112-107. Uh, Next up for the Jazz tonight, they take on the Houston Rockets at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Tip-offs at 7. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. There is the best of the Jazz post-game show. Uh, we're going to get to Kobe Bryant coming up at 7 o'clock. Coming up next, PK and I on some uh, football issues that are looming uh, on the local college football scene. We will get to that next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. PK, yeah. college football's in the rearview mirror, and yet the way-too-early top 25s are out. Every major website seems to have come out with their own list. <coughs> As they should. And, yeah, it gets a few clicks, gets people going. It's fun. Something. You're paying those college football writers. What else is there to do after the championship game? Might as well write one of those. There's still recruiting to be done. There's still guys who are going to be in the transfer portal moving. Still guys who are going to get injured. So there's plenty of stuff to shake it up. As you pointed out, until the NFL coaching carousel settles down, there could still be college coaching changes. Coordinators and, and uh, head coaches could get pulled away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that stuff. So there's plenty of stuff. But it doesn't matter. We like to talk about it. So, hey, it's your best guest in, in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. So ESPN does one, Fox does one, CBS does one, Pro Football Focus does one. We can go on down the list. There's probably 10 or 20 of them out there. Pro Football Focus, though, however, caught your attention because of what it means for the locals. Well, they had the their top 25. They had Oregon at four, Washington at eight, and then they didn't have anybody else in the Pac-12, nobody in the Mountain West, but they had others, which essentially would be others receiving votes, I guess, in no particular order. And they had BYU, and they did not have Utah. Aha! And Pro Football Focus is an established website that does a lot of great, great work. Real in-depth stuff. And they're thinking that BYU, at least uh, if you carry out the logic, would be better than Utah. You know, it was kind of unique because I wanted to see if this was uh, an outlier, but most of the other top 25s didn't have this uh, pro football focus as teams on the outside looking in in no particular order. Correct. And they had a lot of Western teams, actually. They had uh, San Diego State and Air Force out of the Mountain West. They had USC out of the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, TCU. BYU. So, the fact they have BYU and not Utah, and then you go look. Well, ESPN, CBS, Fox, they just do the top 25s. And they didn't have Utah or BYU in their top 25. So, Pro Football Focus did something, you know, a little different. Um, and what it means, of course, would be for the opener. Does the streak stop here? Finally. If you're the Cougars, you got to be thinking this is the best shot, right? Actually, I guess even the Utes could be thinking that. New quarterback, what, like nine new defensive starters on defense? And granted, on defense, guys have experience. They're not necessarily brand new, especially, say, along the D-line, rotating guys in and out. D-line especially, yes. The secondary's taking a huge hit. And there's no sugarcoating that. And one linebacker spot. Right. Francis Bernard. So if you're BYU, hey, you're getting them in the opener. They got a new quarterback. They've got a new running back. Clearly, the O-line had work to do at the end of the season. We'll see how much they progress in the offseason. And the defense has to be rebuilt. So, this is a good opportunity. And it's a streak, but there have been a bunch of close games in the streak. There have been a couple that weren't close, and I didn't think last year was particularly close. And then BYU fans will say, oh, it was just the pick sixes. All right, if you want to say that. Yeah, go ahead and say that. Since they had the pick sixes, then they shut it down. If they hadn't had the pick sixes, would they have just... Driven down there and gotten touchdowns. Yeah, outside of those eight runs in the fourth inning, man, we were right there. <laughs> I do think that 
BYU needs to think as they do should be thinking every single time this is over this year. They have to have that mindset. You've got an experienced quarterback. No matter who it is, you actually have somebody who's played. Um, so they, from their standpoint, they they must think that. If, they, if they're not thinking that, then they're, they're in a world of hurt. You have to believe you're going to end it and you're going to end it now. If they're not and, thinking that, then they're halfway to beating yeah. already. Now, I would agree with that. I thought that of all of the most recent years, this was their best chance. But I, I don't know yet. It's too early for me. I have to get a read on not so much rising, but this Bentley kid. And I have to speak to people. And this is not the time of year. The coaches are out recruiting, recruiting ends, and then they'll have the signing date, uh, the thing. And then at that point, and then you get to spring ball. And spring ball, uh, I don't put a lot of stock in terms of the intensity of it, but I think it's important. And also for me, it's important because that's where I can get information because they're way looser. Everything is compared to the regular season in terms of access and guys uh, talking to you and whatnot. And then you can get to see. And so I'll see for myself, be able to figure out, and then I can go in. Not that I'm an expert, but once I see stuff, I can then go get it. You can ask questions. Better questions. And you can get real answers because they'll know I'm someone. I'll I'll give you a quick example. First two, three days of practice a few years back in Utah, I'm watching this skinny kid at cornerback, Eric Rowe. I know nothing about him, but I see him. He's playing well. And so I go to the coaches afterward off to the side, and then they're in the group interview. What about this Rowe kid? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, we, we had him in our two deep right from the start. We think he's really good. Now he's ending up to this day still playing in the NFL. And so uh, I wouldn't have known anything to ask about Eric Rowe until I saw him myself. And sometimes I'm up in the night and I'll ask about a kid and they'll say, I don't see what you see. Or they'll say, (laughs) no, yeah, you're right here. This kid is on some. So I want to see what Bentley does and even rising to an extent to get a better idea of what kind of questions I can ask and what kind of information. Because I think they all trust me enough to know that if they give me something, I'm not going to go blab it. No, so-and-so said this and make it a bigger deal than it is. I'll keep it in context. So from Utah's perspective, I'm not sure what to think yet uh, I would be I was surprised that they didn't have their that team uh, that program in others receiving consideration which is the vert they don't have votes so they can't say others receiving votes like we do in the AP poll but I obviously we're going to anticipate a drop-off but I'm not of the mindset that it has to be a massively significant six and six drop-off not yet, anyway. Yeah, okay. Not and, yet. And, and I get all that. I think that um, the question, though, is how good can they be game one? Because how quickly will they come together? How much talent do they have? That well, could that, be the same the point, question, yeah. but that could also be a totally different but question. But you're bringing in a kid who has all sorts of starts in the SEC. So, yeah, that's, that's my point is I don't know. It's, it's, it's a big question mark right now. I do not know. This time last year, we knew pretty much everything about Utah I'm, and what to yeah. expect in the season. I got to say, I'm wondering if this is going to be back, and you brought up that 6-6, six and because, six, of course, you're bringing up 2017. You know, they'd had three pretty good years, 14, 15, 16, 9, 10, 9 wins. But they sent a bunch of guys to the NFL, like they're sending a bunch of guys to the NFL now. And they came out and went 6-6, six and six, and then they won that awful bowl game down in Dallas to finish 7-6 and six in the Cotton Bowl in front of... 5,200 people, 
it's like a small bees crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> that year, they decided to start Huntley over Troy Williams. And I will go to my grave believing that Troy Williams was the better quarterback, but he had one year of eligibility, Troy had three, and they thought they had good young guys in a program and had a chance to build towards something. And they did. They had two pretty good years. They didn't get the conference title, but they got to the conference title game and they won a bunch of games. And they invested in Troy as a sophomore, or uh, in Tyler Huntley as a sophomore, and Troy had to sit, even though he's a better quarterback. And I look at this year and think, it's easy to see how Bentley, with more experience, he started all these games, maybe he's better, but he's only had one year of eligibility. And I go to Rising, so are they thinking, hey, we can be better in 2021? No, I think they gave him an assurance that that's not what they're going to do. It's full-on competition. If you're the better now, you guy, can, you If start. you start one and four, that might be another story. Uh, and I'm speaking one and four in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that might be something that's it. Because if you're one and four, you're probably not getting good quarterback play in the first place. Could be a little so, chicken in the egg yeah, thing going so on there. So that's why you would make the change. But I believe he was given assurances that you will not lose the job because we're looking toward the future. We're trying to. There is no future for Kyle. Now, baby. He's 60. He'll be 61 during the season. So. Uh, keep it going as much as you possibly can because that's been the problem with all the other teams in the South. Uh, put SC off to the side. They've had their own issues. But the other teams in the South have all had their moment, but there's been no sustaining ability in that. I can go right down the list. The two Arizonas in Colorado and UC Los Angeles, yeah, you, you won and you looked like it was promising, but turns out two, three years later, it wasn't. It crashed. Todd Graham is now the hot head coach at Hawaii. He wins 28 games his first three years. Two of those which obviously won, not obviously, but in second and third year, he won 10 games in a row. Or not, not in a row, excuse me. Second and third year, he won 10 games total. Back to back. Yeah. It's 10, 10 each. So you're thinking, alright, he's on to something. And that included a division title. Well, it, there was no, nothing to back it up. So this is, an, a, this is an important time for Utah. It cannot afford to fall off substantially. And if you found a way to get to eight, nine wins in the regular season, that wouldn't be falling off substantially. That would just be a little bit of a reload situation. And then you come back the following year. But even if, as I say that, I don't want to get two years ahead because if, if Bentley takes all the snaps next year, then we won't know about the following year. The one thing I think makes this year different than 2017 and why I can see them gambling on or betting on the now instead of betting on the future is that they are, with this breakthrough, it, it's funny, you know, we look at this huge arc of college football, right? And, and a lot of people do. But the, the kids only remember the last five years. You know, you're talking to a 17-year-old. How closely did they follow it when they were before they were 12? And so the Utes are now going out and recruiting off of, hey, in the last six years, we're averaging nine wins a year. We're, we're liable to get you 10 or 11. They're mm. right there. And they're starting to get to four-star kids that they, they couldn't get to before. I think that's been a while, though. But if you go with seven and six, do you lose that mojo? And you go out with another eight or nine wins. How much does that double down in recruiting? I think every transfer counts. portal to freshman impact guy. Yeah, I, everything counts. I don't know that one thing counts above another. I think playing time is the biggest factor. So, in a weird Where do you way, see you fit in playing time. In a weird way, it's a positive that uh, they just sent so many guys to the NFL. It opened up a bunch of playing time and yeah, also well, tells recruits. Clear why this hotshot kid decommits from Ohio State. Yeah. 
He's not coming this year if they had a bunch of sophomores and juniors in defensive backfield. You got to you got to give them a reason to want to come to Utah. Now the local kids, you you ha- you don't necessarily have to do that because they want to stay local. It's a good program. Blah blah blah. But we for, can get you to the yeah. NFL in three years, and you're going to start somewhere between 36 and 42, 43 games between now and then. Yeah. So you you have to give you you gave Jalen Johnson a reason. What's this other kid's name? Is it like Phillips or Clark or something? This this hotshot cornerback who decommitted from uh, uh, Utah or Ohio State, Clark Phillips. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And so they gave him a reason. Son, you don't need to go all the way across the country here, and you don't even. What do they got? I mean, we'll they, send you they, to the they, NFL. They, you'll be they, the Pac-12 title. They, they return the most players, according to Pro Football Focus. Of uh, that wins above average, they're bringing back so many guys. Here you come here. My track record. No one has a better track record of putting guys in the NFL than I do. Hey, Jalen, give give Jalen a call if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Ace playing the ace. Yeah. So you got all this stuff going for you, and yeah, you want to continue it. Uh, I think that uh, this is this is an important time. For this program, because the other programs bombed to the point where all coaches were dismissed. Literally. All the other Pac 12 programs, you know? The ones from the South who have won the division. Okay. They were competing with Utah. They didn't build upon it. Wildcats didn't build upon it. ASU didn't build upon it. So Rich Rod's out, right? Yeah. They're all gone. So now Colorado got their one and then made the change. Yeah, Moore's gone. And then they paid massive buyouts, too, to get rid yeah. of them. Some in case double, in multiple cases, $10 million plus. Chloe Helton hanging by a thread. That's outrageous. So here, they put together another solid season, and then the following year, they'll return a lot of experience. And they'll be we're in contention. You're in contention. And you win it three out of four, four out of five? You're an animal. You're the beast, man. <laughs> The big dog. Yeah. And then Kyle run, runs out of here as the winningest coach in Utah history. Yeah. Right. So he gets to 64, 65 whenever he decides to hang it up. And he's got all this great stuff behind him. He walks out. And he walks out as a legend. The man, the myth, the legend. They do something for him beyond paying him a $650,000 bonus in addition to his $4 million contract. <laughs> That's outrageous for a guy who doesn't spend money. <laughs> yes. yes. I, he invites me over to his house and he puts out some money. And we just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with this? <laughs> Nothing. I got a free car. I got a free club membership. Multiple I'm wear, club I'm wearing under our gear because we protect this house. Yeah. And you, you just look at all that money, man. Hey, check out this bank statement. Pretty cool, huh? You are yeah. buying food, right, Carl? <laughs> There's that. Yeah. The guy doesn't spend anything. You get all these free trips. Under Armour takes you on these trips. Uh, the other day, my wife was saying, uh, has Kyle played Turtle Bay? I said, I, I don't know. Well, I remember you telling me about it. And I said, yeah, I can't keep track. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, Everything is at stake. They, they, they're, in a, they're in a great spot. And I'd, I would love to see them uh, have another really good season. So I can't say that this is BYU's season to, to beat these guys. I feel like I'll know more in April 
And then certainly the week of, I'll know as much as I'm going to know, realizing that you're never going to know anything. And you're never going to know everything. Every, I mean. You're never going to know everything. And there is still a little bit of going to an opener blind until you really see guys. Okay. Because yeah. you can watch all the quarterbacks you want, but we all know it's different when they're wearing a different colored jersey, put on green or whatever, and it can't be hit. Yeah, whoever the quarterback is for BYU, they've got a lot to prove in my mind. I guess the positive for both these schools going into the year is that they're going to have depth at quarterback, right? You're going to have two guys we think they can count on. BYU, we've seen three guys win games. Yes, that's good because you're probably going to need to count on them. Last year it was Utah, Oregon, and Washington who made it through the Pac-12 without going through multiple quarterbacks. And some schools, Stanford, USC, had to go play the third guy. Yeah. The Devils got away with only playing two. They did. Yeah. Only. Yeah. And and the Utes had to play two quarterbacks, Huntley, sophomore, and junior year. So, could be back to that. Uh, yeah, you never know. These uh, preseason top 25s, honestly, they could have been written in like five or ten minutes. I mean, that's probably not fair because there are some details on you know teams 12 and 19 that I didn't know. But as far as like ranking the top five to ten teams, that part of it took five minutes. It's yeah. just a steady stream of Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. Uh, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> a turnoff. Yeah, it's totally predictable. It's like saying it's going to be the Cavs and the Warriors in the NBA Finals again. <sighs> Come on, mix it up. Right. There was I some, wish you could. There were some of them. A, a couple of them uh, only had Oregon as the only team in the top 25 out of the Pac-12. That's harsh. Now, a couple of them uh, gave USC and Washington a little more than that. I, I didn't. I checked four of them and didn't see Utah in any of them. No, I, I, I follow you. Too many, too many guys coming and going, and too much transition. You know, losing the star quarterback, the star running back, and nine defensive starters. I thought they rated the two teams in the Pac-12 higher than they should be, but I also thought they didn't give the Pac-12 enough respect at the at the lower. Because like the Big Twelve has half the teams in the top twenty-five in most yeah, of these. Iowa right. State and Texas aren't thought of as a great teams, but they still made it in the top twenty-five. Everybody covered their bases and put Boise State in, and nobody else from the Mountain. Well, West. Appalachian State, nothing against them. Uh, Air Force, you had a senior quarterback, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and things San, changed. San Diego State is changing head coach, We're changing and everything. It's changing a lot. And Although Rocky Long has been offered the job of D coordinator, he has he has two. New Mexico offered, and and San Diego offered, and he said he'll make a decision after they get done with recruiting. So he could stay there, he could go to New Mexico, go someplace else, or he could retire. And, uh, but I would have thought that they would have had maybe the Devils and maybe Cal. I was surprised by Cal. Well, and you're right, Arizona State, and they did a lot of things right, and their quarterback's coming back, and he looks good, and he's still just a sophomore. And Cal was great with Garbers. Right. And they just run him less, so he gets hit less, because he got hit twice, knocked out of games, and went 1-5, and five, and they were 7-0 and oh when he played. Yeah. And it seems like you're going to be able to count on their defense being good. With well, Cal, the question is, how is the offense? When he finished. Yeah, start and finish. You're right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, what is trending? All the headlines are on the way. Stay with us.